the Podfix Network. Adam, I have lots of things in store for you tonight. Oh, really? Such as? Well, I can't tell you. That's not how we do things. Dude, yes, you can. Is that what you want me to do, is spoil all the surprises? No, but I think we should get to it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Of course I am. Let's do this. And the meeting is so called. Oh, man, am I excited about today's meeting. You want to know why? Yes. Because here at Gravity Beard, June is celebration month. (laughs) Celebration month. I like the sound of that. So I'm not going to give any anything away. We're just going to get started and we'll you'll just know it's celebration month as we move throughout the meeting. Okay. All right, I'm down. I you know, this makes me want to jump for joy. Excellent. Okay. Well, let's begin as we always do and go over our top contributors list. Yes, queen. All right, counting down from 10 to 1. Number 10 is Alan Hastings. Number 9 is Bonnie Chomo. Number eight is Laura Bennett. Number seven is Brisky Cawthon of Turn of Phrases. Number six is Phil Rude, that illustrator guy. And Adam, our top five. Number five is Paul Chomo of Varmints and, I'm sorry, of the award-winning Varmints and checking in with Chomo, which is most likely soon to be award-winning. Correct. Number four, Luke Umshide. Yeah. Number three... Relative newcomer, Karen Harris. Man, talk about a rising freaking star, dude. Already cracking the top five. (laughs) Top three. Number two, the queen of the cafeteria, Tiff Franks. Ah, yes. And no surprise, Adam, number one, we have to turn to the east. Give him the recognition (laughs) he deserves. Again. It seems like he cannot be topped. Again in the number one spot, Keith Gala of the Pop-Up Film Cast. Man, it's like a year running or more. Yeah. Has he has he been out of the number one spot maybe like once or twice ever? Yeah, I think like only a couple of times. Only a couple of times. Yeah. Well, hold on to that thought, Adam. Big announcement coming momentarily. Oh, snap. But before we get to that, I do want to recognize some other contributors in no particular order. Yeah, let's do it. Here goes. Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery. Guys, awesome. Another relative newcomer, Drew Hallam from the Real Feels and the Critstorm podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carolyn Healy. Oh, cool. Laura Thompson. Yes. Chris Osborne of the Play Comics podcast. Mm. Our equine specialist, Vanessa York. <laughs> True. Brad Cranford of my former college roommate fame. Mm-hmm. Tom Coe of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Amy Jordan, the queen of the Austin comedy scene. And, of course, Tori of Hutch and Strutton. <laughs> Hutch and Strutton, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody Hutch and Struts as good as Tori does. No, no, not even, not even a chance. And for those of you listening that don't know what Hutch and Strutton is, that's Tori's podcast, so you should listen and check it out. 
It's not quite chicken picking, but it is Hutchinson. All right, Adam. Here it is, the big announcement. Are you ready for this? I can't wait. Okay. Are you sitting down? I just want to make sure you're sitting down. Oh, yeah. Listen, I have a standing desk that I never deploy because that's not part of our creed and, you know, motto. Like, we're avid indoorsmen. We sit down. Okay. I just, because I just think you need to be in a sitting position when I make this big announcement. Okay. Adam, this is the last time that Keith will hold the top spot on the top contributors list. Wait, what? Are you retiring his jersey? After dominating for months on end, he reached out to me recently and said he's retiring from consideration. What? Yes. Holy what? So item of celebration number one is the retirement of Keith Gala from the top contributors list. Wow. That's the only other person who's ever left the list was me when you made me an administrator. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so, so, so listen, if you're listening, don't be concerned. His level of contributions will not diminish. I mean, he is still our reigning MVP and I don't think that will ever change. He's just graciously allowing others to compete for the top spot. Well, I think we'll see a lot more movement there, but you know, I mean, we see a couple of key players. Well, we do. I, I think it opens the playing field for some of those those people that have been around the top five. Mm-hmm. But the important thing to realize is with Keith out of the way, the top spot is fair game. It's open to anyone. Yeah, that's true. It's a whole new world out there. It is. So we will hold a retirement celebration later this summer uh, over on our sports complex, which I think is I think is appropriate. Yeah, I think we need to know what his jersey name and number is. Well... During that celebration, his jersey will be raised into the rafters. He also <laughs> said, <laughs> "He also said, thirty years from now, we can look forward to a ten-part documentary about his final run." <laughs> well, there would be nobody more deserving than Keith. That's for sure. That's right. Okay, so look forward to Keith's retirement ceremony over in the sports complex later this summer. Uh, more details on that to come. No doubt. Okay, Adam, it's time to introduce. Our crop of new interns. Oh, man, we have had some of the best new interns ever recently. I agree. And we've been getting more and more. So it seems like every month we introduce a new group. It's not just one one here or one there. It's a whole new group every single month at every new meeting. It's almost like a smorgasbord. <laughs> it's very similar to a smorgasbord. <laughs> All right. So here is June's crop of new interns. First is a long, long time friend of mine, Steve Bilger. Cool. Welcome, Steve. And I think we've already seen Steve has jumped in with both feet. He has been a huge contributor since he joined. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Next is two guys that joined at the same time. The first is Wesley Bailey, and the other is Jason Schaefer. And both of these guys were invited by Eric Oshier, who, of course, is the beau of Hannah Oshier. Who still has not called in and read the rules of Monopoly. <laughs> but think about that, Adam. That means these guys are a third generation. Yes. All Monopoly bitterness aside, so good to have you. And actually, I didn't... I think Hannah Oshier may have joined because of Chris Birkenbine, so these they may be fourth generation. Wow. That's cool. Okay. Next on the list is Vikram Baliga. And I may have butchered your name so be <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a good welcome to, to the group if i butchered either your first or your last name or both 
I very much apologize. He is the host, the creator and host of his own podcast called Planthropology. You know, you might have ruined his first or last like day in the group. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, I hope not. Well, anyway, warm welcome to you. And I apologize if I butchered any parts of your name. He was invited by... First of all, he's very active in the Underdog podcast community. Hmm. And he was invited by Paul Chomo. That's a high recommendation. And actually, I forgot to mention earlier, just to point out that uh, once again, the top 10 is dominated by Chomos or Chomo-related interns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that Man. continues. Chomos are taking over. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list is another longtime friend of mine. And actually, I know Steve and this person from the same place. The next new intern is Brian Summerall. Oh, nice. And I've known Brian for over 25 years. And I know Steve and Brian both from my affiliation with Young Life. Are you wearing your t-shirt? Not, not today. Actually, not today. <laughs> Wow, of all days, you I know. have worn that shirt on every single podcast recording for years. Well, the sad thing is, is those those shirts are actually getting worn out, and I'm going to have to actually retire them pretty soon. Put them in the rafters. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, for those that are familiar with Young Life, I was involved in that organization for over 20 years, and that's where I know both those guys from. Nice. I don't think you realized you were there for that long. Yeah, long time. Next on the list is Dennis Martin, and Dennis... Aside, from Adam, from being our first dentist, we finally have our first dentist. How about that? That's a big step. True story. Speaking of celebrations, let's all celebrate we finally have a dentist. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Welcome, Dennis. But more importantly than that, that is Brisky's dad. I feel like the greatness is just coming in strong this meeting. Yeah. And if you don't know Dennis, if you look him up on Facebook, he, he builds gigantic firearms. Oh, that's awesome. Have you not seen these? No. Oh my gosh, they're incredible. All right, and finally, one more, and that would be Kate Hall, and that is Brisky's sister. So Brisky's dad and sister have now joined our group. How fun is that? Thanks, Brisky. This is awesome. I trust your character references. And Adam, if you're keeping score, that's three people that Brisky's brought because she also brought her baby. That's right. The newest and youngest intern. That's correct. Yeah. So now Br- Brisky's uh, family total is up to four. So I don't. I forgot where Phil is, but she might have passed Phil with four because I think Phil may only have three himself and his wife and his son. So mm. he was creeping up on Paul for the second on the list of most family members. He's already slid back to third. Yeah, and there's no like catching up with the chosen ones <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> so anyway welcome to all of our new interns yeah welcome it's great to have you here thanks for joining all right adam how about some june birthdays bro you know me i love birthdays so on june the first which was about a week ago was the birthday of leslie morgan happy birthday leslie oh she's so cool on the fourth just a couple of days ago was the birthday of my sweet wife. Oh, Charles, cool. On the 19th, Adam, in a couple of weeks, is the birthday of your sweet wife. Uh, isn't that glorious? Yes, and I don't think it's any coincidence that both of our sweet wives have birthdays in the same month. No coincidences at all, buddy, because it's about we, baby. We. It's also not a coincidence that both of those fall in our celebration month. And no, they are, they are the start of the celebration. That's right. On the 23rd is the birthday of Wolfgang Floresca, one of my improv buddies. Cool, cool. Happy birthday. 
And I'm not going to give it away, but in about two weeks, he's about to do something huge. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. The very next day on the 24th is the birthday of Saul Grinberg. Happy birthday, Saul. Yeah, buddy. The shark turn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's go ahead and send out another basket of sharks to him for his birthday. <laughs> basket of sharks, man. It's yeah. going to be great. All right. And then rounding out our birthdays this month on the 26th is the birthday of Kelsey Jane. Happy birthday, Kelsey. Oh, she's so much fun to hang out with in real life. That is a fact. Okay, Adam, I mentioned at the top of the show, this is celebration month. What this means is I realized very recently after a number of years have passed that we have a lot of milestones and anniversaries associated with this podcast that all kind of fall in or around the month of June. Which is better than having a bunch of kidney stones in June. Milestones are okay. Milestones are way better. Yeah. So let me just list off real quickly the the milestones and anniversaries and celebrations that fall on this list. Okay. First, the second anniversary of this group, the Gravity Beard Interns, was on May the 13th. How did we miss that? I don't know. I'm a little bit embarrassed. (laughs) But in any case, happy birthday interns. Our group, our little group that we have so much fun with, turned two last month on the 13th. So that kicks things off first. But then on the second, which is just a few days ago, was the fourth anniversary of the Gravity Beard podcast. That is amazing. Four years, dude. Yeah, so we've been doing this four years, and we're coming up on 250 episodes. How about that? Wow. That's incredible, man. Yeah. And then on the 9th, this is something we discussed, um, I don't know, maybe about six or eight months ago. On June the 9th is our very first Beardmas. Beardmas 6-9, baby. Yes. So then on the 17th, this very event, staff meetings, turns two. So coming up on the 17th is the two-year anniversary of staff meetings. That's insane. And then, of course, as we, I just mentioned, both of our wives have birthdays in June. More celebration. So think about that entire list of celebrations associated with this show. Yeah, it's just like a veritable, like, everything you can ever want for a month of celebrations. It's like a basket of celebrations. A cornucopia. A plethora, if you will. Mm, I would. <laughs> I, I would and I will. <laughs> and so here's the idea that I had, just real quickly, Adam. Since Beardmas is kind of the, actually has, it is a celebration in itself, and it has a specific date, I figured, which Beardmas, 6-9, that's just two days from now, mm-hmm. I figured that'd be the day that we have an actual celebration for all of these things. Yeah, totally. So I reached out to Tiff, of course, and she's going to team up with legendary Hollywood actor Vincent Price to create a special menu for everything. Oh, that's so cool. I'm glad she was able to do that. Yeah. Just a couple of days, we'll find out all the things that she cooked up with with Vincent Price for our celebrations. Yeah, probably spooky. Probably very spooky, especially since he's dead. So I I really want to... I don't know if I should ask her how how she pulled that off or not, but but he died years and years ago. Well, I mean, but that doesn't stop us here because remember like the lady who was married to the pirate ghost? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, I think she ended up divorcing him. I'm still very curious as to how she... Has she got in touch with Vincent Price? I mean, she's tough. She has a way with things. That's true. All right, Adam. 
let the celebrations continue because I have two promotions to announce. Yes, I love promotions. Okay, the first one, this person is being promoted on two different fronts. What? I'm talking about Phil Rude. Phil Rude, man, what a guy. What a guy. And he was getting very close to this distinction anyways. And then he posted a video giving you some extremely helpful tips on how to park a big rig. That's right. I think you know what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. So we are promoting Phil Rude to more seasoned intern. Well-deserved, Phil. Your contributions have been both hilarious and welcome. And I hope that you never stop contributing the way that you do. Adam, would you mind if I made it official? Dude, I would be honored. Okay. So using your words, Adam. So let it be written. So let it be done. Congratulations, Phil. You have now been elevated to more seasoned intern. This is long overdue. And also your second promotion, Phil... We're promoting you to King of the Road. Yeah. <laughs> and you will join the GBI Road Team, which is made up of Luke from the Road and Jerry Orn, our Road Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Luke. <laughs> I had so many, so many comments there, but I'll just say that, like, what a great road team. Yeah. Did you even realize? I didn't even realize we had a road team, but now we do. We have a three-man road team. Dude, yeah, I mean, two, two is a is a is a pair, but three is a team. Three is a team. Now, as you know, Phil is already our head of security for incidences involving children and very small adults, mm-hmm. and this is just one more impressive bullet point on his what is becoming a lengthy GBI resume. Yeah, his title of Morris, he's an intern, is just so well deserved. And speaking of of our security team, Phil sent this note. He said, "I'd like to recruit." Dennis, Brisky's dad, for the Office of Security for Incidents Involving Children and Very Small Adults, which he shortens to O-O-S-F-I-I-C-A-V-S-A. Yeah. So he can stock our armory with oversized firearms and provide training to our teams, provided he passes our security clearance screening. Yeah, sounds like a perfect fit. I think as soon as Dennis joined and I made Phil aware of Dennis's gigantic firearms... Mm-hmm. I think Phil very smartly identified him as a perfect addition to the security team, which by the way, you know, he also has Wolfgang on his team. So now we have a full security team. Yeah, this is perfect. Totally perfect. Yeah. But Adam, that's not all. What? Phil is not the only one that's getting promoted today. Also being promoted is Karen Harris. I'm so glad we decided to do this. So as you correctly identified earlier, Karen is one of our rising stars in the GBI. And she has excellent site selection skills. And she approached me and asked if she could be added to our facility scouting team. Mm. And then Tiff's husband, Mal, recently suggested we designate someone as our real estate intern. And of course, Keith does quite a bit of our site selection as well. So Karen, and I, I didn't actually bring this back to Karen, so I'm kind of inviting her here. Karen, if you want to join Keith on those efforts and be our new real estate intern, the position is yours. That's amazing. So Karen, reach out any way you want. Either post something in our group, send a direct message, or call the hotline at 321-465-2180 because we would like to 
officially announce you as our real estate intern. Yeah, not to be confused with the real turn, but very close. Very close. Yeah, so let us hear from you, Karen. And if you accept the position, we'll make it official at our next meeting in July. Yep, great job. Yeah, so there you go. There's our promotions this month. Congratulations to both of you, Phil and Karen. So well-deserved. So well-deserved. All right, Adam, I had a number of announcements and advisories, but we didn't want to run over time. So I have just one, and this is very important. Okay. As you and everyone else listening knows, it is a crazy world out there. We are contending with all kinds of things, and most of all, a series of plagues. Yes, that's correct. And there's been so many that I think maybe people have lost count. And so I just wanted to go over a quick a quick tally of the plagues that we've contended with. Okay. So here we go. The first one, of course, was the coronavirus. Yeah, number one. Next came murder hornets. Yep. Soon after that were chainsaw bears, and these were bears with chainsaws on their hands. Correct. After that were sniper monkeys. Those were terrifying. Super problematic. The fifth plague was Vuvuzela blowing beavers from Chile. Oh, man. That was five. You would hope that it's over after five plagues, but it's not. Because soon after that were Korean flamethrower squirrels. <laughs> you, you wouldn't think they'd be able to get like a big load, but they can. They can. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm. And the most recent one, cannibal rats. Ugh. God, dude. We are like in Abraham's time again. Yeah, so that's seven in total, and... I don't know if there's any more coming. I'm afraid that there might be 10 in total, but we have no idea. It's coming, dude. You know it's going to come. Yep. So there you go. So look out for all of those things. We just wish everybody safety. Be safe. Yeah. More than anything. Take the necessary precautions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, Adam. Let's move on from there and let's walk down the sidewalk across campus to our intern library. Ah, oh, love the library. You know, given the plagues we just talked about, our book of the week, I think, is appropriate. It comes from TIFF, and it is the Nuclear War Fun Book. (laughs) It is by Victor Langer and Walter Thomas, and illustrated by Brent Richardson. Here's what you'll find inside. First, nuclear war games and puzzles. Love those. Right. Next, make-your-own-doomsday scenarios. Also incredibly helpful. Yeah, thought-provoking. Then there's a section where you can color the after effects. You know, what color is your fallout shelter going to be? And then lastly, radioactivities for survivors. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. What a great selection. As it's described, uh, it's enough to kill boredom for the rest of your half-life. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. We do have one other selection in the library this week. It comes from Chris DeVos of Podcast 42, and the title is, It Tastes Just Like Bacon and Other Vegan Lies. <laughs> Freaking vegan lies. And then Keith brings us our bookmobile exclusive. The title is, The Disappointed Parent Coloring Book, Color the Faces of Your Shame. <laughs> oh, man, of which they have many. It's a thick book. It is a thick, thick book. You won't be able to color it all at one sitting. No, no. That's a, this is a years-long process, much like your life. That's right. And as always, look out for Luke in the Bookmobile. It should be coming through your neighborhood very soon. Yep. I still always think of the, uh, the biggest, like, you know, bait and switch when it talks about raising ducks and how to make them pay. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. It's not about their crimes against humanity and the Earth. <laughs> Adam, how about some polls? Oh, dude, you know how I feel about polls. Come on. You know what? I said that wrong. Adam, how about some polls? Yes, Queen. We need polls. Are these standard polls or elimination polls or hypothetical polls? Hold that thought and you'll find out soon enough. <laughs> so the first one is just an update. I want to update everyone, which we do every meeting, on the progress of the all-time favorite song mega tournament. Yes. Yes. This is like long term. Yeah. So for people that don't know what this is, this is a year-long journey to help me determine my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. We've already completed... So it's broken down into four stages. We've Each stage is its own 64-song tournament. We are in the first round of stage three, and stage three is songs of the 90s. It's a great decade, brother. Something else that we recently completed was something that Chris Osborne put on, and that was a tournament to determine the official number of the GBI. Yeah, this was an unexpected like outlier of a cool Paul. It was very cool, and we really appreciate Chris putting it on. And so, Adam, are you ready for me to announce the official number of the Gravity Beard interns? Dude, this is big league, man. Big league. What's the number? The official number of the Gravity Beard interns is... Boom! The Eliminator. Which actually, I'm okay with that. You know, it's funny. I was like, like, who cares? It's a number. It doesn't matter. And then I was like, but wait, what if I like this number more than the other one? I was like, I mean, I got sucked into another (laughs) Paul that, like, you know, is a very serious discussion that actually made me think, which number do I like writing better than the other? What in the world? Yeah, isn't that strange? So it seems like something really benign on the surface. And then when you dig into it, you're like, no, no, no. I actually really do like this number over the other number. <laughs> and I care enough to like make a note of it and think about it. Yeah, and, and even debate it with others. <laughs> right. Yeah. And put memes up, like of Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Chris Osborne, we had no idea what the official number of the Gravity Beard intern should be. And you helped us determine that. So thank you very much. Yep. Thanks, buddy. All right, so the next poll was put on by me, actually, and this is shutdown related. I wanted to know how often everyone was filling up with gas during the shutdown, and the majority said they've only filled up once. And now this poll, I put on this poll about six weeks ago, so I'm sure they filled up more than once by now, but as of six weeks ago, the majority of people in our group had only filled their car up with gas one time. So I'll say that in 70 days, 70 plus days of quarantine... Yeah, we filled up one time, which is averaging me like two and a half, three months to the gallon. A bunch of other people said they they were keeping their gas tank topped off just because gas prices were so cheap. I've done a lot of shipping. I've had to go to FedEx, Amazon, and UPS a lot. So that that has put me into the higher bracket. But I mean, still, it's only been one time in over 70 days. There you go. 
All right, Adam, you know what that sounder means. The Ed Hazard DC, baby. It is time to give everyone an update on the Ed Asner death clock. <laughs> yes. Now, Adam, if necessary, I want to turn it over to you because up to this point, before I've given the update, you have introduced us to a new member of death clock every single time. Now we've run out of members of death clock. Did you have anything else you wanted to share before we gave the update? Yes, I do have something to share, Chris. Oh, you do have something. I thought that with a band so, you know, powerful as Death Clock, where the entire world's economy is basically fluctuating based on how well or how poorly their album sales do, there has to be somebody who can, like, wrangle this motley group of people. And it's the band manager. (gasps) The band has a manager, dude. Are you about to tell us the name of the manager of Death Clock? The band manager's name is Charles Foster. (laughs) 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 So it's actually Charles Foster Oftenson, uh, or simply CFO, is Death Clock's manager, legal counsel, and chief financial officer. Okay. The latter also being his initials. So Charles Foster Oftenson. He is the only guy on the planet that can wrangle that set of talent and ego. And handle that level of financial responsibility. Yeah, he's an incredible martial artist. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he is. Yeah, well, you gotta be. (laughs) Okay, well, Adam, thank you very much. I I thought you'd run out out of Death Clock fun facts, but you most certainly have not. Dude. There's always a surprise around the corner. <laughs> okay, well then, I, I was hesitating to ask you again, but I will continue to ask you for <laughs> Death Clock fun facts before we give the update to the Nazar Death Clock. <laughs> I love Death Clock, man. Okay, well, uh, let's. Do, I mean, thank you for that, but let's go ahead and get on with business. Yeah, let's do it. I have good news, Adam. Still alive? As far as I know. Ed Asner is still alive, and get this, there are only 164 days until Tiff can no longer hold me personally responsible for his death. That's only a short four months, bro. Yeah. Although, I will say this, he's really old, and there's been a lot of old people dying. Yeah, especially with the COVID. Yeah. It, it doesn't help that there's a global... I feel like the world is conspiring against me. Yeah, I mean, are you watching every day like the stock market, you know, or it's you're not supposed to do that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I've, I think I'm jinxing myself on multiple fronts, and so I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Probably, yeah. probably better for the better. Okay, Adam. Now we have to move on to this. And this is in no way at all related to Ed Asner. We have to discuss the next round of residents in our three-room apartments. Oh, snap. Here we go, bro. This is the hard stuff. So in our last meeting, if you remember, Kirk Douglas, Neil Peart, and Terry Jones filled out our 18th apartment. Yep. And then Danny Aiello and Buck Henry took the first two rooms in our 19th apartment. And then you used your special privilege on Lee Mendelson, so he'll complete our 19th apartment. And you remember why, right? Because he used his special privilege on us, Chris. <laughs> because Christmas. By the way, I 100% agree with your reasoning and was happy that Lee Mendelson got in because I think, mm-hmm. I think didn't we determine he got zero votes? 
Zero votes. Zero votes. That's so sad. And then I used my special privilege on the very deserving 30-year commissioner of the NBA, David Stern. And so he will kick off our 20th apartment. Yeah, that was that was a good a good pick. I'm glad you you used your privilege on that. Yeah. And so just a reminder to everyone, we have a new procedure and we run a poll. I'm sorry, we run a poll. Right. And whoever gets enough votes, they automatically get into an apartment. And so That's here right. are the next round of residents that got automatic admission based on the number of votes that they got. Okay. The first candidate came to us from Brad Cranford of my former college roommate fame. Of course. That is Kenny Rogers, who got 32% of the vote. He is, of course, the legendary country music star of the 70s and 80s. Next on the list was a candidate brought to us by Dave Champa. Mm. Dave brought us James Lipton, who got 18% of the vote. James Lipton, of course, is the host of the Bravo television show Inside the Actor's Studio. He turned to dust and blew away. James Lipton was 93. He was dust. Our next candidate was brought to us by Keith Gala and Chris DeVos. That is Max... Is it Max von Sydow? Sydow. Yes. So Max von Sydow also got 18% of the vote. He is a Swedish actor who had a 70-year career in television and film. Most notably, he was in The Exorcist and Game of Thrones. And unfortunately, Max von Sydow, uh, he choked to death on a Ritz cracker and couldn't be revived. He was 90 years old. Oh, man. What a terrible way to go. Our next candidate was brought to us by Paul Chomo, and that is Curly Neal. Do you know who that is, Adam? Uh, I don't think so. Well, shame on you. Curly Neal got 14% of the vote. He played in over 6,000 games over his 22 seasons with the Globetrotters. Oh, okay. Cool. 6,000 games, Adam. That's a ton of games, Tove. Yep. He finally lost his lifelong battle with tallness. He was 77. Oh, man. Our next candidate came to us from me, baby. Me. Yeah. And that is Robert Conrad, who got 13% of the vote. He is, of course, an American film and television actor, singer, and stuntman. I did not know he was a stuntman until I did the research. He is best known for his role in the Wild Wild West. He died of heart failure at the age of 84. Oh. Now, unfortunately, Adam, that is the end of the list of candidates that get automatic admission. Oh, man. That means there's a lot of people on the other list. The following candidates did not get enough votes in our intern's choice poll and will only get in if you or I use our special privilege to admit them. And so if anyone's not happy about these candidates, that we are not to blame, Adam, because under the new procedures, we can only add an additional person. We cannot prevent someone from getting in. So these people did not get in because the interns themselves did not vote on them. That's right. Okay. Our first candidate that did not get in came to us from Phil Rude, and that is Orson Bean, who got 2% of the vote. He is an American television and film actor. He was hit by a car at the age of 91. Oh, man. Our next candidate came to us from Les York, and that is William Brom, the founder of Brom's uh, Ice Cream and Dairy Stores. He got 2% of the vote. William was accidentally shot with a crossbow by his 12-year-old grandson. He was 92. Oh, our next candidate is from Chris DeVos. That is Alan Bellman. He got 1% of the vote. Alan Bellman was a staff artist for Timely, which was, I didn't know this, the predecessor for Marvel. Oh, wow. Anyway, Bellman was free climbing in Joshua Tree National Park when he lost his grip and fell to his death. He was 96. Our next candidate also comes from Les York. Thank you, Les. 
And that is Larry Tesler, who got 0% of the vote. Larry Tesler got zero votes. Oh. Do you know who Larry Tesler is? No. He is the man responsible for cut, copy, and paste. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Cut, copy, and paste. I mean, like, our lives would not be the same without cut, copy, and paste. No. Unfortunately, he was found bludgeoned to death by a computer keyboard. He also had a wireless mouse stuffed in his mouth. Tesla was 74. Okay, that's a complete burying of the lead. What the hell? What? I mean, it's kind of like, well, you know, like, this guy died, and then he... Oh, yeah, he also died by being bludgeoned to death, and he had a mouse in his mouth. All right, cool. Anyway. Yeah. Do you want to hear the last candidate? (laughs) I sure do. Okay, great. Our last candidate comes to us from Hal Robbins. Bill Riflin also didn't get a single vote. And I didn't know who he was, but it turns out that he's the drummer who played with artists ranging from R.E.M. to King Crimson to Nine Inch Nails to Ministry. He was, I, I guess he was a session, a session drummer. Maybe he's a touring drummer. I don't know. But he played with that entire range of bands. In any case, sadly, Bill Riflin died of cancer at the age of 59. Mm. That sucks, man. Okay, Adam. Those are the five that didn't get in that are only going to get in if we give them special privilege. Would you like to use your privilege on any of those five candidates? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, man. Bill Rieflin, dude. Okay, great. Man, you uh, use that without hesitation. Yeah. I you. This guy is a legend in the music industry. So, Have you heard of Bill Rieflin? By name. I mean, I couldn't tell you his work, but do you know who Kenny Aronoff is? Maybe because I think maybe you've told me who he was. Yeah, I mean, he's just like another one of these session guys that's literally play with everyone. They've got like hundreds of platinum and gold records, things like that. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, congratulations, uh, Bill Rieflin. Is it Rieflin? I've always said Rieflin, but... Well, there you go. Congratulations to Bill Rieflin. Let me just do a quick recap. David Stern kicked off our 20th apartment. He's going to be joined by Kenny Rogers and James Lipton. Love that. Our 21st apartment will be occupied by Max von Sydow, Curly Neal, and Robert Conrad. And Bill Rieflin will kick off our 22nd apartment. Nice. Now, I still haven't used my special privilege. And I think I'm going to use mine on... God, this is tough. I really need to decide if I'm going to use it at all. But I think just because it holds just a special place in my heart, I'm going to use my special privilege on... William Brom, the founder of Brom's Ice Cream and Dairy Store, because Brom's is delicious. Well, I'll say this. Bill Rieflin is not as accomplished as Kieran Aronoff, but he has some amazing influence in some of these music things. So I'll let that one pass. Okay. Well, then there you go. Congratulations to William Brom. You will join Bill Rieflin in our 22nd apartment and in our July meeting, we'll find out who rounds out that apartment. Dude, that's the way to do it. So good. All right, Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners? Yeah, perfect. More platinum level content right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Arnold Jortzenegger. All the pizzazz of the regular Arnold, but with jorts. Jamie, get in the jorts. Jeans meets shorts meets the governator. It's not a tumor. It's jorts. Arnold Jortzenegger, the thighs of a stallion. I'll be back in jorts. 
<laughs> I mean, that will never top cargo shorts or cargo accessories, <laughs> but it's the closest next thing. <laughs> yeah. So how about that? Arnold Schwarzenegger in shorts. All you need now is like, you know, a set of white New Balance or white Nike Monarchs and a grill. And then you have your dad ensemble. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. All right. Well, for more information about Arnold Jortzenegger, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, Adam, this is usually the time of our staff meeting when we play our hotline messages. Hotline, hotline. And we will get to those. Except before that, we were sent a very special piece of audio. Oh, don't tease, buddy. And I was told not to listen to it. The audio was sent to me with a note that says, don't listen to this until the meeting. I thought you were going to say, don't listen to this or else. (laughs) And away we go. Okay. Is it on? Is it? Are you you doing what Christopher told you? Just give me a minute. Should I call Adam? There. 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 It's on. It's on. Now. Now it's on. Now. Where are my notes? Ah. Here we go. Hello. Podfix Nation. I am Grandpa Frank. And I'm your Grandma Lois. Hi. You should know us by our many voicemails or through the Gravity Beard podcast. Oh, those boys, Christopher and Adam. Such sweethearts with the podcasting program. I can't wait (laughs) until we can visit them again. And we will. (laughs) But for now, the lovely Lois and I are doing the quarantining, the social distancing, the whatnot. And while we do miss the occasional outing, we have taken this time to rewatch some of our favorite films. Every Ooh. night, your grandma oh. Frank cooks up some Jiffy Pop, and we have a nice glass of iced tea or a seltzer water, and we pick <laughs> something to put in the VCR recorder. It's been such a nice way to I spend some of this time together. Nobody knows. In silence. Then one day, I hear the Podfix Network is doing some movie script reads. And I told Lois we should call in with one of our favorites. And I said, of course, Frank, but only if I got to pick the movie. Trust me, no one wanted to hear Frank read from Deliverance. It's a classic. (laughs) That's a fact. That being said, we settled on Lois' favorites when Harry met Sally. Oh, classic. Oh, I just love that Bobby Crystal. He's so funny with all of I his jokes. Got that right. And that totally Megan Ryan, right. oh, she really gives him what for in this scene. So, <laughs> here it is. Frank and Lois present the diner scene from when Harry yes. and That's awesome. So, what do you do with these women? You just get up out of bed and leave? Sure. Well, explain to me how you do it. What do you say? Ah, you'd say you have an early meeting, an early haircut, a squash game. You don't play squash. They don't know that. They just met me. Oh, that's (laughs) disgusting. I know. I feel terrible. You know, I'm so glad I never got involved with you. 
I just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up out of bed and leave at 3 in the morning and clean your andirons. And you don't even have a fireplace. Not that I would notice. <laughs> well, why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women. And I am a woman. Hey, I don't feel great about this, but I don't hear anyone complaining. Of course not. You're out of the door too fast. I think they have an okay time. How do you know? What do you mean? How do I know? I know. Because they... Yeah, yes, because they... And how do you know that they're really... What are you saying? Oh, they fake their <laughs> orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh, right. That's right. I forgot. You are a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure that it never happened to them, and that most women, at one time or another, have done it. So you do the math. You don't think I could tell the difference? No. Get out of here. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Ooh, oh, God. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh. Yes. 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 She's having. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Stellar performance by Grandma Lois there. <laughs> that was incredible. Amazing, bro. Amazing. First of all, that was fantastic. As far mm -hmm. as I know, our podcast grandpa or grandma have never been involved in any sort of community theater. No, not even a little bit. Not that they've made us aware of. But they certainly should be. And that was a classic. When Harry Met Sally is a classic. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was incredible. That was a really, really good reenactment of that very, very famous movie scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for saying that. I mean, that was so cool. And, I mean, just so well done. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, man, that was great. Adam, the only thing we have left is our hotline messages. Are you ready for our first message? <laughs> of course. Okay. Here it is. Hello, everybody. Firstly, you two guys. Um, hey, Kelsey Jane. I just got done with the Zoom meeting, and I just wanted to see how many other people feel the same way about Zoom meetings. 
I am so tired of Zoom meetings. It's the only way since I'm a teacher I can see my kids, but I'm kind of tired of Zoom meetings. Why do Zoom mm-hmm. meetings stress us, or stress me out anyway, and leave me so exhausted? It's just staring at a screen and interacting with kids. And, well, sometimes it helps. But for the same reason, afterwards, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so done. Why in the world do they stress or leave people exhausted? It's just my inquiry and quandary. Um, yeah, you guys keep doing what you're doing. You guys are amazing. You guys Aww. help me get up in the morning and really appreciate that. Stay healthy and well. Dude, what a like heartfelt ending to a message <laughs> about Zoom meetings. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kelsey. And we, we hope yeah. the same for you. We hope that you're staying s- safe and healthy and, and sane in spite of yeah. in spite of your Zoom meetings. Yeah, we I mean and we feel the same about you and yours for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, I hope I hope you you and Tori both know how how fond we are of you. Oh, dude, there, there aren't words. <laughs> it always calls me back to like the first time they called us and <laughs> they were both pretty hammered. <laughs> and like, in doing research for this call, Tori goes, but you did research for this call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So real quickly, Adam, do you have any, yeah, cause you're, you're zooming as much as anybody. Do you have any theories as <sighs> to why zoom meetings make people exhausted? Yeah, because it, I think it brings you back to that. Like, when you're on a Zoom meeting, the I think that the stigma that you have to be professional comes up where like if you were to walk to somebody's office and have a conversation with them, you're you're casual typically, you know. Yeah. But these have this stigma that you kind of have to heighten the professionalism. So if you do one after the other, like you're you're performing the whole time you're on the Zoom call. And I think that at the end of it, like you're just exhausted. You uh, know, just, I mean I I can relate to that. Just being on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that makes sense. That's a good theory. Well, Kelsey, we're not scientists. But there's the best answer we could come up with. That was a pretty damn good answer, Tove. It was an extremely good answer. Okay, thanks. I mean, you're not a scientist. You're not a scientist. Are you a scientist? I'm an engineer. Oh, that's certainly true. Okay, uh, Kelsey, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Luckily, my co-host is a scientist, and therefore, he had the perfect answer for you. <laughs> uh, dude, I feel like. This, this this hotline section right now is going very well. So we've got <laughs> Grandpa Frank and Grandma Lois just did recreated one of the most famous scenes in history. And then and nailed one of the it. Sweetest and nailed people it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, completely nailed it when, without even missing a beat. Well, well, listen, just on that point, you and I break ground all the time. We break new ground all the time. Yeah, that's true. The two of them just broke new ground we've never broken before. They performed community theater at our staff meeting. Yes. And let us tie this crazy thing together. The first time we acknowledged publicly that we're not afraid to break new ground was the time that you and I met Kelsey, Jane, and Tori. <gasps> You're right. Wow. There you go. Full circle, baby. This like degree of separation is f***ing zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, well, let's get on with our messages. And I think we're about to hear some... Body once told me the word. No, no. <laughs> you can't You're set me up it on like purpose that. Now you're breaking into song on purpose just to test me. Well, you can't say some and then not have that come follow after it. I wasn't done with my sentence. But you paused. All right. Well, I I think we're about to hear some messages congratulating us on our milestones and anniversaries. Are you ready? Yes, of course. Here we go. And here's our next message. Good evening, Gravity Bears. Ooh, I know who that is. This is Bane, and this is how I talk. 
Wow, it is quite a celebration that we are having now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Such a lovely time that Adam, Chris, and all the other lackeys, I, I mean participants, okay, okay, for this podcast, intern, staff meetings, whatever, such entertainment. And I need this entertainment since Batman provides me with nothing. Oh. Oh. Ouch. He is my arch nemesis as much as a chicken McNugget is a healthy meal. (laughs) 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 Anyhow, forget Batman because the rest of the world will. Oh, dang. But gravity beards... May your legacy never, Uh-oh. never what is this? be forgotten. Brain out. He's going to break into the song there for a second. Dude, I thought like another dimension was going to... Yeah, hey, Chris, do you ever wonder, <laughs> do you think that Bane... Might be kind of like letting the gravity beard, you know, reach its greatest heights and successes, kind of like Gotham City before he tore it all down. I mean, I mean, you have to at least consider that possibility. Yeah, that's true, huh? Definitely. Hmm. I do think we should give that some more thought, but in the meantime, I'm gonna just rest in the fact that I think he just compared Batman to a chicken McNugget. He 100% compared Batman to a chicken nugget. <laughs> Hopefully, it was like a dinosaur-shaped nugget, but. <laughs> Well, all I'm saying is, I guess, Batman, you can't sit by and let yourself be called a Chicken McNugget. No. No, you can't. That that was pretty rough. Batman's no chump, so I expect to hear some sort of response to that for sure. Yeah, well, he has been in therapy, so who knows? Well, you heard his last message. He's back and better than ever. That's true. That's so true. certainly a new, a new revived Batman's not going to lay down to this. No, definitely not. Until then, Adam... Here's our next message. <laughs> Hello, Gravity Birds. This is Cookie Monster, and this is how I talk. Hey, Cookie Monster. After right. some stressful times, I thought it would be appropriate. Now, because me and my friends have been quarantined together. So, the Count and I have been making cookies, reading some posts on the Gravity Birds Facebook page, and he would like to say some words. <gasps> the Count? Count. What? Hello, Gravity Beards. (laughs) This is the count. And apparently, the number of the day is two and four. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Congratulations. Interns have turned two. Staff meetings turning two. And the podcast turning four. Wonderful. (laughs) This is the count. And this is how I talk. Uh, Thank you, Count. Thank you very much. (laughs) No matter what, Gravity Bears, congratulations is in order. And I have got to say that C is for cookie. And that's good enough. Hey, hey, give me back my cookies. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it may be good enough for him, but not if you take his cookies. Apparently, it's also good enough for the Count. Yeah, he will beat you down, bro. (laughs) I don't think the Count's ever appeared on the show. No, that's brand new. 
God, that's awesome. Breaking more new ground. Dude, new ground is broken all over the place. And in addition to eight, which is now the official number of the Grabby Beard interns, he also recognized the numbers two and four. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Always split on aces and eights, man. Always. <laughs> that's good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's keep moving. Okay. Hey, y'all. This is Luke. I just wanted to call in oh. and say hey. Hey, Luke. It's been a while. But, uh, you know, life. <laughs> I just saw yep, a couple true. days ago something about a celebration month. And, oh, my goodness. I didn't know. Interns, too. And staff meetings, too. And podcasts turning four. Man, I got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Yep. Uh, well, good thing is, just like Facebook, the podcasts are great for when you're on the road. When there's nothing really important to watch. Well, you have a lot of windshield time, anyhow. Mm. <laughs> ah, whatever. Ah, getting the AC and transmission fixed, getting all this other stuff taken care of, because, you know what? Texas is not that far away. No, not at all. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can confidently say that this summer, Chris, Adam, I'm coming for you. Yeah! Whoa. <laughs> this is Luke, and this is our talk. Out. Oh, what tremendous news. Dude, I don't I think my heart would explode if if he made it over here. <laughs> Just Luke, listen, I'm gonna tell you, if you happen to make it, I'm gonna be gone for two weeks in Miami. Don't come those weeks. Oh. I don't think you should have said that. Dude, I just man. That's almost gonna guarantee that that's when he's gonna be here. Yep, he'll knock on my front door and I'll be gone. <laughs> and you'll be you'll be almost in his backyard and he'll almost have driven in a thousand backyard. miles to, to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want nothing more than to make him an old fashioned. We can sit on my back porch and enjoy a, a delicious cocktail. Well, I'll just say this that Luke, if if you accidentally show up to Adam's house during that time, I'll drive to Austin and meet you. If you accidentally show up to my house at any time outside of that, I will make you an old-fashioned and welcome you in with open arms. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you. All right, well, here's our next message. Yes. Hey, y'all. I figured I'd call back in because, you know, the intern's pretty smart. Hey, Luke, Um, again. All the (laughs) congratulations and everything. Um, If anybody could help me, the other day I woke up and I was in a purple feather sweater vest, and in the left pocket was seven Totino's pizza rolls, <laughs> the sausage <laughs> ones, the good ones. Oh, sure. And I was, I was in New Mexico in the back of a <laughs> eh, silverish, it was a little weathered, 89 Ford LTD, the two-door <laughs> model, though. And uh, Nice. I, I just, I have no clue how I got there. So if anybody could help me. And whoever put the Totino's pizza rolls in the pocket, thank you, because, man, was I hungry before I had to take that walk. <laughs> uh, eh, you know how to get a hold of me. Donskis! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Do we? Um, do, do we know yeah, how to get a hold of him? We just use the Luke phone. <laughs> Totino's pizza rolls, the sausage ones. The good ones. Right. Does that mean he's out on the road? I'm very confused. Is he out on the road in New Mexico? Dude, there's no way to tell. There's no way to tell. 
<laughs> well, at least he's somewhat fed. I was going to say well-fed, but he's not well-fed. He just has a, a handful of pizza rolls. Yeah. Yeah, he's screwed. <laughs> no, don't say he's screwed. I mean, think of all the all the situations he's gotten himself in into and, and somehow found his way out. That's a fair point. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm still optimistic. I don't know where he is. He might be in New Mexico already. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, that means you crossed the entire state of Texas and you've passed us by you've hundreds passed of miles. Right. Yeah. All and right, Texas well. is not a small area. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Let's listen to our next message. Hey, Gravity Beards, this is Luke. This is how I talk. <laughs> oh, hey, um, Luke again. I realized that with my description that I needed some help on, um, I was a little vague. So mm-hmm. I just, I completely forget this part. But I actually was wearing like these weird roller skates. And Makes there was sense. this just unbelievably large Asian lady. Not, you know weight wise but like she was seven foot three what she was singing frozen and i i'm sorry i (laughs) can't tell what language but it was definitely an asian language um yeah if anybody could help me and again thank you for whoever put the totino's pizza rolls in my pocket not only were they great but uh you know what the sausage ones are my favorite donskis I, just, okay. I, I wish I could go through like the life of Luke just for one day and know what goes on in that side inside his mind. Well, I think from the sound of things, he's definitely passed out in the desert and he's having like fever dreams. Yeah, that's probably very true. Wow. Okay. Well, we've said it many, many times before. Luke, I hope, <laughs> hope you get this sorted out. <laughs> nothing is easy is it buddy (laughs) (laughs) i mean that that's just how it goes for for luke from the road yeah to us it seems harrowing and and difficult but i I think for him it's just another day no i think you're right yeah it's just it's just part of his daily routine (laughs) yeah today just happened to have in store dreaming about a seven foot tall asian woman singing frozen yeah yeah i mean that sounds like any non-lucid dream to me yeah all right, well, let's move on to our next message. Okay. Hey, it's Luke for the final time this time. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, when I said Frozen, I don't mean like the Let It Go song, although I would enjoy that. I'm talking about like the uh, late 90s, early 2000s uh, dance hit Frozen yep. by Madonna. Like, when your heart's not open, it's weird, but I, I can't even explain it. Anyhow, not... The Let It Go song from the kids' movie, it's the Madonna song, Frozen, that she was singing to me. Again, no clue what language, huge lady, LTD, and loves me some Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> Dunskis. <laughs> Where is he calling from? Dude, there's no way to tell. <laughs> there's no way to tell. And like, And even if he was like, Oh, I'm calling from like a gas station in Austin. It would not be just that simple. No. It would have a humongous like problem with it or situation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I think it's really interesting that he took the time to make that that last call just to make the distinction between Frozen from the movie and and the Madonna song Frozen. 
It's an important distinction, though, Toph. I think we ought to recognize that. Well, I mean, I feel like in some way he's trying to give us like cryptic clues as to where he is, but I'm just not putting the pieces together. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just move on. And here is our next message. This is Emperor Palpatine, and this Perfect. is how I talk. <laughs> hey, buddy. For Perfect. a while now, I have been calling into the hotline true. for these gravity beards, and now I have found out that there are special times, an anniversary or three. Interns, two years old. Podcast four years, staff meetings two, and the very first interaction, Beardmas. Mm-hmm. Congratulations are in order. If you would like to, tell me what planet you would like me to end the Death Star at, and I will blow them up. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I must contain my joy. <laughs> no matter what, happy anniversary. Gravity Beards. Emperor Palpatine. Dunskis. Wow. Adam, we just had two supervillains call up and congratulate us on our milestones. Yeah, you know, it's always kind of like, we you know, we talk about this a lot. It's like, should we be worried that we're getting praise on our milestones from supervillains like villain is in the job is like in the title i mean instinctively i see why you're asking the question yeah i think you're right i I think we should be concerned i just don't know why specifically yeah no that's a good point that's a good point i mean hey we we may just people be the people that are cool with supervillains well i mean even supervillains need to be entertained right and yeah Although most of the time they're entertained by their own villainy. Right. It's not exclusively that, right? Like they're That's not true. they're not being villainous twenty four seven. Like sometimes they want to just Like hang out and watch TV. Yeah, listen to a podcast or two. That's true. They it's like Netflix. They're not we're not we're not like, you know, harping on them for like liking Netflix. Yeah, I, I think um I think we should proceed with caution, but also just for the time being, assume that they're fans of our podcast. Yeah, I think it's important we don't make any deals or ask them for any favors, however. But you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't need any favors from, from them at the moment. No, no, we're good. Okay, great. Adam, we couldn't possibly, in our wildest dreams, properly celebrate our milestones, anniversaries, and such without the audio that I'm about to play. Oh, yes, Queen. Please play it well. There's only one appropriate way to end our meeting of celebrations. Adam, are you ready for this? I can't freaking wait, dude. Well, then you should no longer have to wait. Yes. And here's our next message. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear Mrs. Toph, Mrs. Adam. What's <laughs> happening, y'all? It's Peter the Milbis. Woo! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to the Gravity Beard Wives. I don't have a lot of time, y'all. There's a lot of milestones in this episode. <laughs> All right? And yes. I don't have a lot 
lot of time to get through all of them, but we're going to try, all right? We're going to get all that right. college tried. I believe in you, so buddy. So first things first, happy birthday to Mrs. Tof and Mrs. Adam. What's that from Brother Adam, Brother Tof? You know what I'm saying? Wanted to holler at you guys. You guys uh, reached out to me. Let me know that there's, there's some happenings going on with the Gravity Beard podcast. All right? I missed, <laughs> I missed uh, May 13th. The Gravity Beard interns turned two years old. Was that, uh, uh, happy birthday to the Gravity Beard interns, man. All right? I don't know any of y'all, but I care about all of y'all. Believe that. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. All right? What else? Uh the Gravity Big Podcast is going to turn four years freaking old, man. All right? That's not nothing to sneeze at. All right? Happy birthday, Gravity Big Podcast. Four years yeah. old, man. Thank you, sir. All right? I'm very freaking proud of you guys. Keep it up, man. Uh, what else you got here? Because I got it listed here. Uh, 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 on the 9th of this month, all right, uh, you got your very first beard, miss. Yes, all sir. right? Mm-hmm. Merry Beard Miss. Ho, ho, ho. All right. Your staff meetings turn to, I mean, you know, what, what's going on here? Everything, you know, uh, is, 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 is happening, man. All, you know, all these freaking birthdays, man. I'm with it. I'm freaking with it. I, <laughs> I, I believe I am recording. You, you guys are recording this uh, episode 249, which means that next the next one you record is going to be episode 250. Yes, sir. All right? Just like, uh, and I'm going to get you, sucker. He said, uh, how much for order of ribs? <laughs> 250. <laughs> 250? That's right. 250. <laughs> 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 All right? So, you know, so congratulations <laughs> to that, man. All right? Um, you know, I've, I've just been freaking, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been out of it for a while. Sorry, I haven't called in a minute, but you know, you know, these pandemic streets kill a mofo sometimes, <laughs> right? But we staying safe. We keep our freaking sense of humor, all right? I let, I let, I let um, you guys know, I shaved my head, had to shave it, man. <laughs> oh, we hit the oh, three, no. three minute limit. <laughs> Dude, there better be a part two. Adam, would you like for there to be a part two? Of course. Then that you shall have. Yes. I hope he's about to make the joke that he made on Twitter. Bag nabbit. <laughs> 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 this happened before. Y'all already know. All right? I'm not going back to re-record, man. We're just going to keep it rolling out. Try to keep it short. All right? Uh, got cut off there. Uh, you know, uh, really, I just wanted to um, congratulate all of you, um, everybody in the Gravity Bear family, all the other uh, people um, who contribute to Gravity Bid, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just wanted to give you guys a holler. Like I was saying, I freaking shaved my head because it was getting kind of shaggy over here. I told Brother Adam and Brother Toaf, alright, that, you know, that I was starting to look like a freaking Puerto Rican Michael Landon. The thing was starting to get poopy. <laughs> <laughs> it was starting to poop a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Looking like what a Cosmo Kramer's, uh, uh, you know, uh, Illegitimate cousin Cosmo Ramirez. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, that's it, man. I do want to uh, holler at you real quick. All right, so you guys um, have a great show. Um, to another freaking 250 episodes, man. Happy birthday to the wives, and that's all I gotta say. 
Peace, and I'm out of here. 5,000. <laughs> yes. Dude. Yeah, you you started. I started like listen for his cues. You know, like his laugh, the woo, the ooh, ooh at the end, like just little Peter Devilba's things, man. All of his signatures, bro. He's like, a, a, can you imagine just like hanging out him one time? Like it would probably completely exhaust you because you can't keep up with the genius that this guy is. Well, every time I listen to one of Peter's messages, and this one included, the thought that comes to mind and then continually gets reinforced. Is he such a good dude? I know, man. He really, really is. He's such a good person. So I mean, look, good. We we know next to nothing about him, right? Correct. He's completely anonymous. One hundred percent. And so the only things we know about him are the clues, the little clues, the bits and pieces he's willing to reveal in his messages over over the years. Yeah, and we're never going to see a full body pic, man. No, but but the one thing you 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 get from every message is that he's just a good dude. Like he's just thoughtful and authentic and genuine and authentic. The guy has no facade, right? Like, no. like he's, he's anonymous, but, but he's also oddly genuine at the same time. Does that make right. sense? Yes. 100%. And I yeah. think especially like being a New Yorker, you don't expect it from like that region. And I, I did get a good laugh out of him referring to himself as the Puerto Rican Michael Landon. Yeah. <laughs> so what, a, what a niche reference, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, and, and I do wonder, and I thought about doing this actually, is going back and putting together all of the Peter DeVilbus messages and putting them in oh, one, e- like, like releasing it as its own episode. That would be amazing. I may still do that. I may, st- I may Maybe I'll do it over the holidays at the end of the year. That would be so awesome. A, a gift to a gift to you and I and to everyone else is just back to back Peter DeVilva's messages. And somebody can somebody can do like a uh, a compilation of just his all his woos. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that, that that brings to mind is that I wonder if you could put together a bit more of a clearer picture of who he is if you listen to all the messages at once, because he just gives you little kernels in each one. I don't know. I, I think it might heighten the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I have one more thing, and it's actually Peter DeVilbus related to, to wrap up with. Oh, sweet. Would you like a Peter DeVilbus fun fact? Of course. Okay. Okay, so first of all, I texted you something about Peter DeVilbus. Yes. And I, I'm not going to mention it on the show because I don't have approval from right, Peter no. to reveal it to the, to the rest of the group. Yeah, so no. that's going to remain a secret between you and me and Peter. Un- unless people stumble upon it themselves, as mm-hmm. I did, so right. so I'm not going to reveal that. But I, I think he would be. I'm going to I'm going to take the risk of saying that I think he'll be okay with this fun fact. Did you know that Peter? He may still be, but at least at one time, I think he still is. He's obsessed with donkeys. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? It, no, but I mean that's right in line with the hilarious thing about Peter. <laughs> but up until now, did you know he was obsessed with donkeys? No. So he used to post a donkey fact every week for years on his Twitter account. Yeah. He called it Hee Haw Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have like a ton of followers on it. Yes. He has, he has well over 15,000 followers. <laughs> and as he describes, he says he, it was Hee Haw Thursday. It was donkeys on my timeline all day. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, he actually shared... One of his donkey fun facts from 2017. Would you like to hear it? Of course. Okay. Well, we're going to end this staff meeting 
and the month of celebrations with Peter DeVilbus's donkey fun fact. Here we <laughs> yes. go. Yes. All right. Hashtag donkey facts. <laughs> in 2002, in 2002, researchers discovered the skeletons of 10 donkeys that had been carefully buried alongside an early Egyptian king. Their burial in this extremely high status area shows the animals were highly valued and respected. Wow. <laughs> there you go. There's there's one of Peter's donkey fun facts. Dude, everything about Peter is a fun fact or an amazing fact. Amazing yes. thing. Every that's every that's why I brought it up earlier. Every little thing is a little kernel and each one is more enjoyable than the one before. Every little thing he does is magic. <laughs> his 80s references. That's right. His impersonations. Yep. All his, the signature elements of his messages. <laughs> right. His his random callbacks to niche and obscure celebrities. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. It's all just a wonderful, delightful package. God, I love that guy. <laughs> all right, Adam. Well, that concludes this week's staff meeting and the Gravity Beard Celebration episode. Man, I just was kind of hoping for more ado. Man, I don't know what else we could have packed into this episode of Celebrations. That's true. Well, and I do want to say this. You know, very recently we'd established where we were going to keep our meetings to one hour or less. And we certainly didn't do it at this meeting. But I hope everyone agrees that it was it was worth the extra time. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, month of celebrations. You can't just squeeze all that into a limited time. No, you can't. It just goes as long as it goes. That's right. Okay. Well, let me finish up with some credits. The content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our talented team of interns. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team. Just search Gravity Beard Interns on Facebook. It's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. Clearly, we've demonstrated the audio magic that can come from there. If you enjoy the show, please tell other humans about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search Podfix on Twitter. You can also listen to us on Radio Haver. All the details are in the show notes. Music on the show is by Silent Partner. You can find them on the YouTube audio library. Promotional consideration this episode comes from Justine and Santiago and the talented team at Weird With You. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Tove. This meeting is adjourned. Y'all come back now, huh? Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network.